0: Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday for Saturday, November 23rd, 2019, the quarterfinal edition of the PIAA State Football Playoffs, and we've got a few people to thank. First things first, thank you to the biggest benefactor of WPPA Sports Saturday, CACL Financial. 1800 West Market Street here in the city of Pottsville. Check them out online 24 hours a day at CACLFCU.org. Vote Voted The number one banking institution five years in a row by the Reader's Choice Poll. Their members know it. What are you waiting for? Become a member of CACL Financial because you won't find a better relationship anywhere. Thank you to Bee Gees Value Markets. They've got the greatest savings for your Thanksgiving Day table. Stop by at Bee Gees and peruse their aisles upon, our, our, uh, aisles upon aisles of
1: grocery easy savings. Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy this morning.
0: <laughs> their turkey selection. There's none fresher. If it was any fresher, it'd still be goblin. And while you're at Bee Gees or your favorite retail location, it's Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. It's Gears Dairy. The seasonal eggnog is back uh, for Gears Dairy. Stop by, check it out, add some holiday cheer to your drink menu with eggnog from Gears Dairy. Also the full line of dairy from whole milk to skim milk. The orange juice, the boost up, the vitamin C to keep you healthy this cold and flu season, and the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. Remember, you won't find better orthopedic specialists at St. Luke's University Health Network. It doesn't matter what team you're on, what jersey you wear, a weekend warrior or pros like John and I. You've got to check out the orthopedic specialist at St. Luke's University Health Network. We're all on the same team. Check them out, ortho.sluhn.org, or call them, one 866 Luke's. Good morning, John Powers. Good morning, Eddie. It's great to be here with you. It's always a pleasure to mm-hmm. have you along on a Saturday morning. We have some games to recap from last night. Two... Involving local area teams, one of interest last night. The uh, PIAA football state playoff quarterfinal round last night. In 3A, Tamaqua doubles up, why I'm missing, 20-10. 4A, a dandy up in Danville last night, but... Our local Crimson Tide come out on the short end in triple overtime as Jersey Shore gets the win 42-35 in 2A game of interest. Southern Columbia beat Upper Dauphin 63-22. And, John, let's start with that triple overtime thriller in Danville as Pottsville goes into the ball game starts off things early scores 21 points in the first 12 minutes of football and people were starting to book hotel rooms for Hershey in December and all of a sudden 21 on answered by the Bulldogs with about 48 seconds left in regulation forces overtime in this ball game will come out defensively they back up uh, the Bulldogs and I said it uh, once, and I'll say it again. Third and 26, sometimes it works for you. Sometimes fourth and 26 works with you. And, well, you know, Eagles fans and Tide fans, you can't have both. Third and 26, and the Bulldogs strike first in overtime. And uh over the answers. We go to the second one. Potts scores first. Jersey Shore answers. Third one. Uh, Jersey Shore goes first. They score on fourth and four. And Pottsville trying to get it done. Cannot get it done. Interception in the back of the end zone. End of the Crimson Tide season. But a heck of a fought ball game by both squads last night in Danville. You heard it live here on WPPA. And a uh, you know, heartbreaker.
2: Yeah, and, Eddie, of course, you were there. And I always talk about it. I love reading the articles. And I want to give a shout-out to the Pottsville Republican in their Writers all year long with some fantastic stories and always willing to share their statistics and ideas with us when we see them. But uh you were there. You were in person, 21-zip, Eddie. I didn't get to listen to the broadcast. From your perspective, what happens at 21-zip? Was there a particular moment, a particular time where you saw, no pun intended, the tide change to the Jersey Shore team? Uh, because when you read it, I mean they they talk about the plays and stuff. What was your sense sitting there?
0: Uh, the 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 tide changer, if you want to go to it, and you look back on critical parts and, and you replay things through your head time and time again, and, and you think about different uh, scenarios that worked out, John. And one of the biggest. I guess, tide changers last night was uh, in the uh, second quarter, early on in the second quarter. The Crimson Tide were penalized for a 15-yard personal foul. And uh, it was a a personal foul on on the outside, a a, a clean tackle made by the Jersey Shore player. And uh, the the question was, I mean, there was a personal foul then called on Pottsville, sets him back 15 yards, and it just seemed like from that point on, Potzel struggled the rest of the ball game and it seemed to inspire the Bulldogs. It was like uh, you know getting that uh, ham bone or that 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 turkey for the uh, Gumpus's dogs. You remember that movie The Christmas Story mm-hmm. where the Gumpus's dogs run in and steal the turkey off the table and and, and even they end up with well, you know the story. Fired up, yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed like the Bulldogs came out after that personal foul penalty and just played inspired. Just played inspired and says, "Hey, listen, we're not going to take it." And it, it, it just seems like that was a point of this ball game, that, you know, I mean, pretty much, I mean, their defense, John, I mean, uh, I know there was a, uh, an article written in their local uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, print media about the linebacking crew at Jersey Shore, how well they are playing throughout the season. We've talked about it on our broadcast time and time again. And, and I mean, I still believe, I still believe today, you know, even after uh, a loss and a defeat, that the uh, linebackers of Walczak, uh, of Joey Ferraro, and Lucas Drum were probably three of the best linebackers in the Schuylkill League uh, in, in the eastern side of the state. Uh, I, I believe those three young men really earned the credit uh, of being I mean, considered as some of the best in, you know, linebackers because it seemed like every play throughout the season, I was saying, you know, on the tackle, Connor Williams, assisted by Walchak, assisted by Ferraro, assisted by Drum. They just had a, a a sense about them to be around the ball. They just hurried up to the ball and 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 attacked. But Jersey Shore's linebackers filled holes last night, shot gaps, clogged running lanes up, and put pressure on Damon Yost last night to. I mean, upset. The apple cart, for more, I mean, for lack of better terms, they upset the apple cart last night. And it's Pottsville, after that personal foul penalty, it just seemed like they played more inspired. Uh, mm-hmm. Them being Jersey Shore, just played more inspired. And it was like a turning point. As silly as it may sound, but I, I don't know what transpired at that point to get the personal foul penalty. Uh, but. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. I feel that was a very crucial part of this ballgame.
2: We talk a lot, and uh, we do a lot of games. You do a lot of games. Usually we talk about uh, turnovers. Uh, our turnovers. Are turnovers going to turn a ball game? So often we talk about staying away from especially that unnecessary penalty that comes up. Because Chaz likes to use the term, and so do I. It's the temperament so very often that forces you into doing something stupid and getting a penalty that obviously shouldn't happen. I mean, you're going to jump off sides and so on once in a while. Usually with a 15-yarder, if it's that kind of behavior, it is. It's one of those things that stick in your craw and and you get mad. Now, I was looking. I had read the article about the linebackers from Jersey Shore, and, uh, you know, following Pottsville all year long, they really became a very balanced ball club early in the season, yep. throwing the ball more. Kevin DeSello returns. And now they have a very balanced uh, offense. Uh, running backs getting over 100 yards by themselves. And I look statistically, and the first thing that jumped off, the page at me was 105 yards rushing by Pottsville after having somebody gain 152 and that. So it kind of led into what you're saying. So Pottsville's forced to go to the air more often, and they ran into a a captain of a plane last night throwing bombs all over.
0: Yeah, I mean, after seeing 13 weeks uh, of football, you know, and I mean you know, not just Crimson Tide, but seeing some other teams uh, throughout the season uh, on some special coverage that we had on PPA. You know, with the swap on week number ten, seeing some other quarterbacks. And I, I have to say, and and hats off, uh, Jersey Shore's uh, quarterback uh, Larson is a weapon. Is a weapon. Um, I thought he 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 had great poise in the pocket he had great sense um to know where pressure was coming he had great ability to escape that pressure I mean he would see let's say shank off the uh uh, right side of the defense he would see him coming around and he would just roll out right and and make Kevin chase him all the way to the other sideline and as he was chasing him he had the opportunity he had a receiver maybe 10 yards down or whatever on a comeback route and was able to hit them you know what I mean? He had that safety valve of the uh, receiver, or I'm sorry, the running back Maliki. Maliki uh was the safety valve, uh, and it was just short, dink off, Ooh. you know, drop off. And, and, you know, next thing you know, they're in the second level of the Pottsville defense, a gain of five yards. Um, at first, Pottsville's defense came out and played lights out, John. Come out, three and out to start the ball game. The next uh, uh, possession, another uh uh, great defensive possession. It turns in a turnover on an option play on the left side. The Pottsville Crimson Tide go down and score. So points off of, score, or off of turnovers, Whoop. that's a key to a lot of ball games. You I mean, we talk about that. If you could create the turnover, then create points off of that turnover, it's a, a feather in the old cap. And, you know, Pottsville at this point, like I'm like, wow. You mean, they're playing like they play. I think the best football game they played, I mean, through the first 12 weeks was week number 12 against ACC. They played inspired. They played like a complete team on both sides of the football. And I thought, man, they're not having a hangover. They are for real. They are ready to roll here. You know, it's 14-0 with, you know, just half of the first quarter expired. I'm thinking, man, this is going to be awesome. My spotter looks at me and says, "Woo." I'm I'm excited, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an exciting ball game, but in the second half, Patsalon unable to get the offense chugging along, get him it on all cylinders. It seemed like there was a miss in the in the cylinder somewhere, and they were just able to, uh, uh, unable to overcome um, Jersey Shore as they. You know, I mean, just started to pick up tempo, and and, and you know, I mean, playing. I mean, one of the good things about a no-huddle offense that that Jersey Shore played is. You control that tempo, okay, we talk about you know if you could get the tempo of the ball game and you could control that, I mean being a no huddle offense, you had that opportunity you've got the you've got the card up the sleeve, okay for controlling the tempo of the ball game, and the downside of that is if you're throwing out, you only wasted not wasted, but ran a minute off the clock, maybe if that you know so. That was one of the things where Jersey Shore, once they were able to get going, you can't sub in people because they are, you know, quick up on the ball. No huddle. No huddle. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. You know, so the rotation of the Pozzo so defensive linemen wasn't uh, in sync as it normally would be. You know I mean, we'd see, you know, Stock in and McLeod in. You'd see them shuffle out. You'd see some other guys in and out. You know, I mean, there wasn't you know, there wasn't time to have that rotation. Well, what I also found interesting, when you look at it, Take
2: the name away from either team. And you look, Pottsville's defense only allows 61 yards rushing. So it speaks to those linebackers. It speaks to the whole uh, defense. And they score 35 points. In any other given situation, that's enough to win a ball game. So when you look at it statistically, effort-wise, and so on, you you would look at somebody if they said what do you have to do to win and you'd have a high school coach saying well we need to score 35 points and we have to hold the opposition to under 70 yards rushing and you do it and end up losing the ball game uh sometimes it it just works against you and as you say when whether it's uh momentum or karma catches up with you it it, it just happens sometimes And the other team steps up, and uh, what a way to end it, though. Yost has another terrific game after coming back from, it sounds like a little bit of a dinger, comes back in and and guts it out, and they almost come away to move on in state playoffs.
0: Well, John, you know, one thing that, uh, I mean, the the Pottsville defense did play and stop the running game of Maliki. But – I will be honest. I'm not sure how much. I mean, Maliki's a 1,000-yard rusher mm-hmm. on the season. I'm not sure how much of the game plan because it was three to the left side, three receivers to the right side, two to the left, two to the, two to the right. I mean, there was times sometimes where you saw five receivers out there, four receiver sets. So, I mean, let's not you mean, take anything away from Maliki, the 1,000-yard rusher. I'm not sure how many carries he finished off the night with. But the, well, I, I, 17 seventeen i 'm not sure if they really you know went to uh you know show Maliki off because you look at it you know seventeen carries for Maliki Lawson had sixteen carries for no yards you know I mean that 's when he's scrambling around getting sacked mm-hmm. there was some sacks in the ball game you know I mean I talked about it in the first in the first overtime where Pozzo pinned them back first uh play from scrimmage wall check bam hits him you know 10 yards deep now all of a sudden it's uh, second and goal from the 20 next play wall check and uh I believe it was uh shank bam hits him again next thing you know it's third and goal from the 26 yard line so you know what I mean the Potzel had the opportunity, but I think more or less they were looking to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Lorson was looking to air this thing out, put the uh, the the, the defense on their heels for more or less. Mason Barnes comes up again with an interception in the ball game. You know he led the team uh, in 2019 with interceptions. You know so two turnovers Potzel has. You know you talk about the I mean keeping them under 70 yards on the ground. It was just you I mean something no. Uh, changed the tail there in the, in the middle of that second quarter that, yeah, I mean, Jersey Shore just came out and, we, I mean, at that point it was like, whew, this is a different ball club from what we've seen in the first quarter. And yeah,
2: and again, not seeing the game uh, physically. You know, Pottsville beat up Bethlehem Catholic. Pottsville beat up Alton Central Catholic. They didn't Catholic. beat them I mean, up. They, they sucker they punched just, them. Bam, 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 bam. You know, people like to use the the old terms, co-region, rock'em, sock'em football. Offensively, it sounds like, Sergei Shore was going to throw it out there, let kids run, but physically, especially on the defensive side, they must have stepped up pretty well. It must have been a little bit of a slobber knocker uh, with both teams.
0: Yeah, there was times where you know, we were trying to pitch a, a right or left, you know, that student body right, mm-hmm. student body left, that pitch. And it was strung out, John, where, I mean, it was not just straight on was Jersey Shore tough with clogging up lanes. They were also able to stretch the field horizontally against uh, Pottsville and make them string out those runs around the end that they just ran out of space. Mm-hmm. Where they had nowhere to go. They are pinned against the sideline. And, I mean, they are pinned against the sideline at the line of scrimmage. They were pinned against the sideline a yard back. So, I mean, the defensive prowess of the Bulldogs, it was almost like, you know, it, 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 the running back, the Cello. Walchak or or uh Ferraro or uh, drum that was back there in that wishbone was you know just strung out and it's mm-hmm. like they are carrying a raw steak and the Bulldogs are ready to eat. They're yeah, hungry. They,
2: they were on top of it. Well and let, let's give some shout outs here though. You know, Tommy McGoey's club was not picked to go this far. Let's just be honest, beginning a- of the season, not. they were not picked, and they really came alive after that loss, that heartbreaking loss to why I'm missing. They really came alive. And as I said, following it, became a a great balanced team. A lot of kids stepped up that I don't think at the beginning of the season, they were looking saying, boy, we got to hope for this. They all came through. And now this is a talented group of seniors. And, you know, I read Tommy's comment today about how he's going to miss these kids. 24 seniors. That is huge. But their season cannot be... Uh, determined by what happened last night because they gave a valiant effort in state playoffs. And uh, I think we got to send out a lot of accolades to not only the individuals who came up strong all year long, but as a team. They stuck together to get this far, and uh, just a, a terrific job by a bunch of kids who dedicated themselves, especially to this season. They were a little angry over what happened in the last two years. And, boy, they they really performed. So we can't say enough about the effort of the kids.
0: John, they hung last Saturday night. They hung gold medals around their neck yes. as District 11 champions. When was the last time they hung gold medals around their neck as district champions? It's been quite a few years. Huh? I mean, am I stepping back to, to the uh, 05 and 06 season? I, I, it I very believe well I could have been. St- yeah, stepping yeah, when, back when they that made that the far. run in the States. I think we're stepping that back that far. So a very successful season. No Absolutely. reason for the Crimson Absolutely. Tide. If they're listening today, you know, you're a Crimson Tide fan and you're, you're moping around. There's no reason to mope around. You, you exceeded what your expectations were. I, I mean, I think a lot of people say, well, how could he sit there and say that? Well, you know, I mean, goals are, are, are written down at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, coaches in the area write down, we want to win the Schuylkill League. OK, we want to win districts and then we want to make a run through the state playoffs. Well, Tommy McGoey in week 10 and the Crimson Tide playing for the Schuylkill League championship in Division one against North Schuylkill. The championship's going to be decided on the field. You know, I mean, how, mm-hmm. how I mean, couldn't write a better storyline, I don't think. You know, I mean uh, coming into the season that, hey, in week 10, we're going to have the the, the determining mm-hmm. game on the field. You know, I mean, you can't write a better storyline. That happens. You know, I mean, you go up to North Schuylkill, you play a tough Spartans team. Uh, I mean, you, you fall, but you know you're going to play next week in the mm-hmm. district game. You come out in the districts, and you beat um, uh, your first opponent in the districts. Uh, Becca? Becca. Or no, it wasn't Becca. It was... Um, oh, no. Um, uh was a banger? No, it wasn't banger. Jeez, see how these games get all mashed Eddie, together. Eddie, when you get your age, <laughs> I expect that to happen. I, I hope I never get there. <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we we get Becca then, and we get, uh, we get the ACC. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you you start to think, man. You know, we are for not real. Be here. We're, we're, we're for real. Yep. You, you you get the gold, and then you know you make it this far in the second round, and you know, yeah, the opportunity was there. It was, the game was there for absolutely. him. absolutely. You know, absolutely. The big thing though know, down the stretch is, is that they separated the the uh, he, he came in as a wide receiver, but more or less the size of a uh, of a. um of a uh, tight end uh, was the Westland kid, uh, Stanton Westland. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets the game tying touchdown. Well, it, at this point, it's twenty one twenty after the touchdown, and they put Westland out on an island against Mason Barnes. Could not defend. Could not defend him any better. Mason couldn't do anything different to defend the the, the defend the kid on the touchdown pass at twenty six yards. The kid gets hurt, John. Um, I, and a lot of people said uh, i didn 't see him get hurt i mean in the play, but uh they said maybe after on a celebration he might have got hurt uh and, and it looked like he did something to his left leg, comes off, takes the pads off on the bench, they bring crutches out for the young man i mean but that I mean in the end of the ball game, they went to Westland now Westland wasn 't one of their big receivers coming in this ballgame everybody's like watch out for the sophomore hess watch out for hess hess is the guy hess has a lot of receiving yards he leads in touchdowns he leads in yardage and receiving for a jersey Shore. watch hess they put Weslin out there they get the one-on-one matchup as they roll double coverage over towards hess's side of the field they'll put three receivers two receivers on that side with hess and throw a over here uh, on isolation against uh, Barnes, and they take advantage of it. Mason Barnes could not play better defense no matter what. It was just, you know, I mean, those 50-50 passes, that's going to go one way or another, and it went the wrong way for the Crimson Tide. And sometimes it comes down to that
2: one play. Isn't it the truth? But, again, looking at what happens so often, penalties at the wrong time, they're never good, but especially a 15-yarder and a couple turnovers – Throwing the ball, two interceptions for Guthrie for Jersey Shore. I mean, that it it goes a long way in a ball game when you look back. Without that penalty, with maybe throwing the ball away another time, but Yosti had a terrific game again. I mean, and and to come back after an injury, you can't say enough for the the grit of that young man.
0: I'll tell you what, watching the maturation, the last two seasons of Damon Yost when he first came out in Week One of of 2018 and you know i mean like oh jesus kid's not that big yeah, you know, I mean, is he going to be able to see over the linemen? Yeah, you know, I mean, he he uses his feet. He he gets the pocket rolling. You know, I mean, it, it, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. Well, now, is he going to get beat up? He gets injured uh, last year uh, two, uh, two times. You know, I mean, you have Aiden Stanton step in for him last year, covers that up very well. He comes back out. He plays all ten games this season. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure he had bumps and bruises, but no, uh, you know, I mean, injuries that you know, I mean caused him to miss. A chunk of time, you know I mean? It was, I mean, Uh, the maturation of Damon Yost was something cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, seeing him from 2018 to 2019, he steps out. He's a bigger guy. Yeah, he, he he's more confident. He's not afraid to make the throws. He, he's throwing that jump ball up for Shank. He's throwing those quick hitters for Barnes. He's hitting up uh, Dawson mates uh, or Dalton mates on on uh, Ted and Waggles. He, he's you know throwing out of the backfield and and setting up screens off the side for Kevin DeSello and Bobby Walchak. and and you know Joey Ferraro last night gets involved in the passing game with the little dink and doing passes and able to get the yaks in it. And, and the carries and, you know, the 24 seniors last night, I ran them down at the end of the ball game, you know, and said, mm-hmm. you, I mean, these are the guys that, you mean, you mean are going to get a lot of credit. You mean, these are the guys that put a lot of heart and soul the last few years into this ball club and uh, stayed committed, stayed the course. And uh, it's sad to see them. Uh, you know, I mean, in, in May, they will re- or May, June, whatever. It all depends what old lady winter throws at us. Uh, we'll receive diplomas and walk across mm-hmm. the stage the final time. And you know, I mean, we're looking now into 2020 you know and I mean, we've got to get a clearer vision about us. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, no question about it. What, what I was interesting, we were talking off the year
2: before you take a multi talented kid like Mason Barnes and he is called in action last night. When Yosti goes out, he's called into action to take snaps as you said, out of the wildcat and so yep. on. And uh, I think of a, uh, a Talented kid, and we're going to talk a lot about him later. Uh, uh, Nate Boyle from Tamako, but Mason steps up, he goes to the Wildcat. You know, they, they ran him on end of rounds earlier in the year. They throw the ball to him, he plays great defense. Just that multi talented kid that in a state game says, I'm ready, coach, and he steps in and takes snaps at this point in the season. It, it just absolutely lends to the idea that so many coaches say, What makes our team? great, is the kids saying, I'll do it, coach. Whatever you need me to do, coach, I'll do it. And I think Mason certainly
0: uh, answered that call. You had one play last night where Mason Barnes – uh, Addison Mullins lines up opposite side of the field from Barnes. He gets a, i mean, they send him in motion like they have a lot of times this season, snap the football, give the uh, Mullins. Mullins rolls off. I believe he was rolling to the right side with the football, trying to get to the edge, pitches it back to Barnes. Barnes rolls to the left side and tosses it up for Kevin Schenck. You know, what I mean, like there, there's a kid that uh, put everything into it, his heart and soul. Potts allowed to a 14-0 lead early on, John, or 21-0 lead. It all starts with a shank uh, 11-yard pass from Yost. You add in the Rafe DiCello extra point, and it's uh, 7-0 early on. Then a turnover by Pottsil. After the three and out, Pottsil scores that shank pass. A turnover deep in uh, Pottsil territory by Jersey Shore results in a Joey Ferraro two-yard run, and now all of a sudden with the Rafe DiCello extra point, it's 14-0. Pottsil strikes again. Damon Yost calls his own number, looks off the left side, bobs through some traffic. Next thing you know, nothing but green in front of him. 28 yards later, the Rafe to sell an extra point. 21-0. Potts, we're rolling. We're going. We're going. We're rolling away with this thing. We go scoreless in the second quarter. We go scoreless in the third. We go scoreless in the fourth. Jersey Shore would get 14 on the board in that second quarter. A Larson 10-yard run. The Allison kick, it's 21-7. Then Anderson reels in a eight-yard pass from Larson. The kick is good from Allison. It's 21-14 at the break. Nobody gets anything up in the third frame. Fourth frame, 48 seconds left in the ball game. Westland, that 26-yard pass. The Allison kick is up. It's good. It's 21-21 in the regulation. We come out. Potzel wins the toss for overtime. They say we want to defend first. Great decision. Great decision in the coaching handbook. It says in overtime where it's possessions, you always want to be last because you know what you've got to match. You know, Jersey Shore comes out. They're backed up. Third and 26, Hess reels in a 26-yard pass from Larson in some traffic and Jersey score on the board. It is now a 28-21 ball game. Potzel, first play from scrimmage. Barnes, 10-yard pass reeled in at the goal line. Bam, we're in business, 28-28. Come into the second overtime. Now Potzel's got to go first. They will go first, and uh, next thing you know, it's um, fourth and four- From uh, or fourth and goal from the four-yard line. Mullins gets the pass from Yost, and we've got a 35-28 game. Jersey Shore comes out, and I'm not sure what happened. They pressure Larson. Nobody picks up. The linebacker comes in off the uh, right side of the defense. Nobody picks up um, Hess. He's in the end zone by himself. Touchdown. Now, Potzel has their back up against the wall, and Jersey Shore comes back out in the third overtime. They get the first offensive possession. They reel in a Guthrie pass on a fourth down from five yards deep, and Allison's kick, John, is uh, – I'm sorry, in the third overtime, Allison's kick didn't look like it was going to make it. <laughs> it looked like it was going wide right. It looked like it was going wide right. I thought we won the ball game, 35-34. I'm thinking, yes. I'm like, this thing it goes, you know, higher than it goes distance wise. Looked like it went outside the right upright, and I'm like, he made, it. He made it. Wow. I thought he missed it. a kick like that. in overtime is. And then uh, wow. in that the third overtime, uh, Guthrie reels in that five-yard pass. Potts uh, attacking. Uh, and uh, they try to nail uh, the receiver in the back of the end zone, and uh, it slips by him and into the hands of uh, Guthrie to seal the deal for Jersey Shore. And a heartbreaking uh, loss for the Crimson Tide, but nothing to hang their heads about as they exceeded everybody's expectations on the season last night. John, look a little bit inside these uh, team statistics. Jersey Shore, first, uh, 14 first downs. Pottsville, 14 first downs. Jersey Shore rushed the ball 34 times for 61 yards, threw the ball 43 times, completed 26 of those. One interception last night for Lorson, 281 yards through the air, 342 yards of offense by the Bulldogs. Potts only carried the ball 43 times for 105 yards as a team. Passed it uh, 32 times, completed 16 of them. Two interceptions, both of them by Guthrie. Uh, The passing yards last night for Yost, 148, 253 yards of offense by Pottsville. And uh, you look inside these numbers individually, John. Kevin DeSella leads the way. 21 carries, 58 yards. Mullins, 3 for 15. Yost, 10 for 11. Barnes, 2 for 8. Walchak, 2 for 6. Ferraro four for six, Shank one for one. Jersey Shore Maliki he's a thousand yard rusher on a season, seventeen carries, sixty eight yards. The only positive yards put up rushing last night for Jersey Shore. We talked about the passing numbers already of the quarterbacks receiving last night. Uh, Addison Mullins uh, uh, leads the Crimson Tide five receptions, forty six yards. Shank three for thirty one, Barnes two for twenty four, Ferraro two for twenty, Mates two for fifteen, Kevin DeCello one for twelve. Jersey Shore Hess uh, nine for ninety eight Westland seven for eighty three, Anderson five for thirty three Schaefer two for forty three Malicki two for sixteen Guthrie one for eight. The interceptions uh, by Potsel, uh Eric Kreiner, and Jersey Shore's uh, Guthrie had those two. Yeah, when you look
2: at statistics and you go seventy five passes were thrown in the ball game. Yeah, that's a bundle. Yeah, that's a bundle. But they were forced into it, and both sides very obviously with the defense against the run. They had to throw and so on, but uh, you know, when you talk about uh, the Weston kid that becomes legend in Jersey yep. Shore, it becomes legend yep. in Jersey Shore, and this Pottsville team will rank up there with the best of the best.
0: Well, John, you saw a game last night in beautiful downtown Fountain Springs, it was the Skook Killers versus Tamaqua. As uh, going into the ball game last night, why am missing? Owned the Schuylkill League. Three, nothing. Okay? Three area teams in week two, three, and four all go and lose to missing Pottsville loses in that uh, uh, heartbreaker in overtime, 21-20. Then you have North Schuylkill that got dismantled yes. by the Spartans in missing Then they, you know, manhandled Blue Mountain the following week in missing And, you know, you're coming into this ball game with Tamako, and you're thinking, well, Tamaqua had two losses on the regular season coming at the hands of the Spartans and North Schuylkill in the Crimson Tide of Pottsville. They both got beat by Wyatt Missing. So that would lead you to believe that Wyatt Missing has the edge coming into this ball game last night.
2: Well, undefeated. Undefeated had just beaten their major rival, Middletown, knocked them out because of a field goal. was the difference in that ball, ball game by uh, Cerulli? They came in last night. You talk about two different teams, and we're going to talk to Sam Bonner here yep. shortly. But, uh, you know, before the game, we were talking about it, Sam and I, before we did the interview, Tamaqua is a very balanced football team. They have been all year long. It, it, that's just their modus operandi. That's how they get things done. On the other side, Wyomissing runs the ball. That's yep. what they do. Yep. They, they averaged... 290 yards a game rushing. I mean, that's what they do. Uh, Personally, at one point in the game last night, when they were behind, I honestly felt they did Tamakwa a huge favor because they kept running the ball, running the ball. They were getting two, five, three, maybe an occasional first down. They ran the, the time off the clock that Tamaqua didn't have to do. They only threw seven passes in the game they completed, one. Uh, They are not a passing team. But last night, and uh, I described it last week as when uh, Tamakwa played Pope John Paul II, the second half turned into demolition derby. It was not a football (laughs) game uh, because Tamaqua dominated that game to the point, not picking on the kids from... Pope John Paul, they didn't want any parts of going head-to-head with the physical play of Tamakwa, especially in that second half. And, you know, last night, close game at halftime, another dominating performance by the Tamakwa Blue Raiders. Uh, You know what they're going to do offensively, but I have to tell you their last three games, their defense has stepped up to a point where they're frightening. (laughs) <laughs> They're frightening on defense, and I. They they've come up strong against teams that can throw it very well. John Paul threw it very well, even for his advanced age. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then turn around, they had to play in North Schuylkill, ran the ball, Notre Dame at Green Pond, throw the ball. Then you you go to uh, uh, the nat- John Paul throw yeah. the ball last night, run the ball, and they successfully shut all four down at late in the season with throwing different things at him all the way. Uh, I talked to Sam before the game about the job his staff has done. And then he was exuberant in his praise of his coaches the time they put in, but also his kids who spent a lot of time because there's a lot of film sharing that goes on
0: yeah, looking
2: yeah. at the films of those three games where, why I missing beat? The potzel teams, but physically last night, why missing? Big, strong. They have a moving van for a for a fullback. I mean, he just <laughs> he, he, he could carry furniture. And was stuck them at every. Moment, You know that we do the uplifting play
0: the game. Touch on that, because I I found that very interesting uh, when you talked about it uh, this morning uh, when we were sitting here before the show. Touch about this play. I mean, it's two plays combined, but it's the same kid. Well, at halftime, and we had some
2: visitors in the the press box with us, Chaz and I. And I turned to Chaz, and we were on the air, but I said, you know, first half, Boyle had... 10 carries, 22 yards. I mean, Wyatt Missing was doing a great job. And all I said was, you know, we've seen this act before where he'll get two yards, four yards, six yards. But I said, but we know he's going to break one. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Their offensive line was doing a good job. They just couldn't get outside. I said, it's going to happen. It's going to be a game changer. Well, lo and behold, the second half starts and... Why missing has a drive? They get down to the forty-yard line of Tamaca, and again the moving van is called upon to pick up <laughs> one yard, fourth and one, and it was a team tackle. But right in the middle of it is Nate Boyle, at about 178 pounds, taking on a 230-pound guy. That's and 52 pounds. Him.
0: 52 yes. pounds.
2: That's, that's, that's a lot it. of force. That's a buffet dinner for you and Chad. Yeah, yeah but anyway. Pounds. Yeah. They he hits them straight up. They stand this guy up, he couldn't even lean forward. And Tamaka takes over on the very first play about a second later. Tamaka comes out, takes a snap, and Boyle goes 46 yards. And you saw that place erupt that it was gonna happen. He had another 34 yarder late later. It inspired not only the kids. But the crowd went crazy. It was Boyle time. I kid about, I called him Mr. Boyle when I saw him the first time, play as a sophomore. Said, this kid is a real deal. I'm calling him Mr. Boyle from now on in. (laughs) He has proven it game in game again. And I combined those two things as the uplifting play of the game because it was within a second. And it. Change the whole ball game.
0: Well, but John, you look at it, the uh, missing goes up a 35-yard uh, field goal by Cerillo, and it's 3-0 missing. Tamak would answer in the first quarter as a uh, Matt Kistler 14-yard pass from Braden Obloch. The kick is no good. It's 6-3 at the end of one. missing would take the halftime lead after scoring in the se- uh, second off a fumble recovery in the end zone. Fernandez jumps on it. It's 7 points for YM missing. The Cerillo kick is good. It's 10 10- six at the break. In the third quarter, Tamakwa comes out. A Boyle six-yard run. He adds the extra point. It's 13-10 Tamakwa. They take the uh, lead and never relinquish it from there as they'll get seven more on the board with a Boyle 34-yard run. The kick is good. It's 20-10. to Tamaqua advances on next week into the semifinals. We'll take a look at those a little bit here uh, in this program, but the Wyatt missing 11 first downs, carried the ball 44 times, 165 yards, one of seven passing, two interceptions last night, four yards through the air, 169 total by the Spartans. Tamaqua 14 first downs, 32 carries for an even... Even 200, 10 of 17 for Knobloch, 155 through the air, 355 of offense. That fumble we talked about is the only ball that was dropped uh, last night. Uh, Why I'm missing uh, Nadrowski, you talked about him. He's 230 pounds, a moving van. He uh, carried the ball 17 times, 74 yards. Harrelman, he used to be the uh, featured back here in the program. 15 carries, 47 yards. Tranquillo, 9 for 32. Amon, 2 for 8. Grabowski, 1 for 4. Tamakwa Boyle, he leads all ball carriers last night. 28 carries, 206 uh, yards, doing what Nate Boyle does best. Kissler, three carries for 10 yards. Knobloch, he has uh, one carry, uh, a sack for negative 16 yards. Passing last night, we talked about those numbers. Receiving Harriman, the only lone reception for Wyatt, missing for four yards. Tamaqua's, Matty Kissler comes on big once again. Six. Uh, receptions 112 yards ham one for 19 gregoire two for 14 boyle one for 10 interceptions kistler and boyle last night for tamacqua let's ring up sam bonner here this morning can't wait the guy is pure class let's talk to him he's one of the most energetic guests you'll ever have on sports saturday and he's joining us around the turn we'll step away here on sports saturday on am 1360 106 fm Worldwide, radio.com If you miss the show, don't worry. Catch the podcast. You'll find it at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Anchor.fm. They are our distributor. You'll find it at podcasting sites throughout the world. It's WPPA Sports Saturday on your Saturday morning here on AM 1360,
1: 106 FM and Worldwide, WPPARadio.com. If you're a business owner, you know that keeping track of your finances is a daily challenge. Make your banking as easy as it can be at CACL Financial. CACL Financial is the convenient, cost-effective, and friendly place to do your business banking. If you're a business that's located in or does business in Schuylkill County, become a member today. What makes a business banking relationship with CACL Financial better for you? We have business deposit accounts, free checking, and no maintenance fees, and no minimum deposits. Need financing? CACL Financial offers business loans of all kinds and merchant services, too. CACL Financial, business banking the way it was meant to be. That's why we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County in the Reader's Choice Poll for the fifth consecutive year. Call 570-628-2400 to learn more or online at caclfcu.org. Like us on Facebook. A better business banking relationship is just one step away at CACL Financial. Member NCUA Equal Housing Lender.
3: Hi, this is Steve Jones. You're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday. Tune in later today and join Jack Ham and I for Nittany Live Football, your home for Penn State Sports AM 1360 and FM 106.
0: Penn State coverage gets underway with the Penn State preview. Then at 10.30, it's the Penn State tailgate kickoff from Ohio Stadium, the Horseshoe. It's Penn State, Ohio State at 12 noon right here on WPPA. But a guy who's jubilant and always energetic, win or lose, it's Sam Bonner, and he's a winner. Last night, 20-10, to 10, he took care of the Schuylkill League arch nemesis why i'm missing boy sam coming into the ball game i wouldn't have picked you because it seemed like why i'm missing his own the skukel league this year you run out your players through a banner made by the cheerleaders that say this one's for the skook
4: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty neat yeah i appreciate you not picking us <laughs> <laughs> no nah, nah, the kids played great you know and he said it was one of those things you know we Kind of watching why I'm missing all year. You know they played very tough against a you know excellent possible team as well as an excellent North School team. So you know we knew we were going to have a workout for us. But I, you know I think like I mentioned before, our kids have really improved as the year went on.
2: Well, Sam, uh, when we talked before the game uh, during the interview, we talked about uh, the balance that your team has—the ability to throw the ball and the ability to run the ball. But you talked a little bit off the air when we were done the interview that you would change things up a little bit on the defensive front, and that paid off for you guys in spades.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, Coach Apolsky, you know, defensive guys, Coach Bonner, or um, Coach LeVine, you know, those three guys work hard on that side of the ball, and came up with a great game plan like they have been, especially through this playoff run. Kind of did a similar thing that we did with um, uh, North Skrukel, you know, for the championship. We knew that they were a run-heavy team that we were going to have to kind of you know, put them in tough situations, as well as, you know, move some of our guys up front, which will draw those guys off sides, which actually worked four or five times for us. So I think a combination of just the physical, physicality, of those guys playing up front, and then, like you said, getting those guys in those tough situations, especially on first and second down, definitely made a difference.
2: Yeah, and I used the line last night before the game on the broadcast that last week, the second half of the game against Pope John Paul, you guys turned it into demolition derby. I mean, the the physical play of your team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, last week left me so impressed. And I got to tell you what, it was equaled last night in that ball game when you hold a team that is scoring 41 points a game, second in that classification in the whole state of Pennsylvania to no touchdowns on the offensive end. You, you had to be crowing when you walked into that locker room about the preparation and the performance of those kids on the defense.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I said, they give up three points, and that was in their first drive. You know, and not to give up anything after that, you know, I said it's just, you know, it's a great job from that. You know, the whole defense, the coaching staff, you know, all those guys did a great job. Like you said, you know, I, th- I think our defense really kind of found a niche. You know, going to the post, mm-hmm. you know, I think at the right time, I think, especially on that side of the ball. Again, you know, I can't say enough about our coach's preference for that, as well as you know, our kids, you know. You know, Nate Kirby stepped in there at middle linebacker. He was one less defensive back. And, you know, Jake down, stepped down from his middle linebacker position, played nose guard for us. And mm-hmm. you know, he's a kid that had a great, you know, he doesn't get as much, you know, uh, notoriety as some of the, you know, the, the big play guys. But we use him as a batting ram on the offensive side, especially in the second half as well. So, you know, both sides of the ball, he's been playing really great for us.
2: Well, like I said, uh, Mr. Boyle, uh, as I refer to him all the time. Uh, at halftime, I used the line that we had seen you play many times, and I, I just made the comment that he, he was pecking in that first half, a yard here, three there, a minus. And, and I just made the comment that, boy, i got to tell you what, I've seen this act before. He's going to break <laughs> one. He's going to get yeah. these guys up front, are going to get out there. He's going to break one. And lo and behold, after you snuffed, that moving Van nadroski on a uh, fourth and that. one. And then, boom, on the very next play, Nate goes 46 yards, and I thought the complexion of the game became all Tobacco from that point on.
4: Yeah, we said at halftime, we thought that Nate, like, much like you just mentioned, we thought he was, you know, just that one step or that, you know, that one block away from breaking one. And we just a little bit up front, you know, especially like you said, we started using Jake as the lead back. You know, Nate as fullback was, you know, started accounting a little bit more for that outside linebacker crashing down. And, you know, the first play we ran in that second half, you know, spun one for Nate. You now, obviously, you know, once he starts breaking out, in the open, he gets that next level. You know, he's a different kid, man. He just, he doesn't go down very easily.
0: Sam, you know, when you won the district title, we talked about Matt Kistler, and you said he's always been around, but he's starting to come into the zone. And boy, has he stepped up again the last two
4: weeks. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the catch he made, I think it was a third down score. Mm-hmm. The catch he made across the middle. You know, a diving catcher with a guy right on his back. You know, I think that's one of the best catches I've seen in a long time. But like you said, you know, he's a kid that's been doing for us on both sides of the ball. Leading tackle, leading receiver. You know, he punts for us. You know, he's been doing a great job for us. You know, not just the last four or five games, but for the last three, four years. Yeah, and, and I
2: got to tell you, uh, again, the last two games, your defensive backfield has done an outstanding job uh, against John Paul. That that kid had rung up like 2,800 yards, thrown the ball. And uh, last night, why missing doesn't throw the ball a lot. We talked about that before the game. But even when they were in trouble, they couldn't throw it. There was nobody open at any time in that whole second half. They completed one pass in the first half, not one reception in the second half, speaks volumes of preparation and the ability of your kids to to cover very good receivers.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, we know they had some athletes, you know, number five, number 14. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some of those guys, you know, you tell they're big-time players by watching all the film we did on them. You know, and we kind of hold those guys in check, especially, you know, we thought that we had to take away that that flat route, with, you know, number five and 14. That seemed to be a pass play for them. I thought our guys did a great job, you know, Cap showing. Pierce um Hammy, you know, Cody Hammy, mm-hmm. those three guys, those three guys in that secondary. And, and I think, too, you know, it's the way we stopped the running, a lot of it was on those guys coming up and making plays on the outside as well.
0: Sam, you know what? Uh, you, when you get to this point of the season and, and you get to these unknowns, uh, a lot of unknowns. You're an uncharted water. You've never been here before as a program. Uh, you got uh, you know, teams that you've never seen, don't know much about. This is where it comes down to coaching. You and your assistants got to do a lot of work and a lot of hats off to you guys because you are getting that work done.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, I say we kind of you know pick the pace up even as a staff. You know, we meet meeting every Sunday morning at my house. You know, you after one day we take a break, but, you know, get to this point, you know, no breaks, man. We got, you know, hopefully two more weeks of this, and, you know, we continue doing the prep. And, you our kids, I say, you know, sometimes they've been around some teams that have gone, you know, later in the year, and sometimes it stops keeping that attention. And these guys are focused. You know, they're still having fun with one another. It's like, you know, when you get to this part of the season, you know, you want to play well, but you still want to be enjoying each other and having fun. And, you know, I think guys are doing a great job of doing that.
0: That was going to be my next question, actually, Sam. The locker room—it's got to be jubilant. It has to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. I mean, if you look and you think, "Man, we're we're uh, now going to week fourteen, and uh, everything's got actually week fifteen, and everything's yeah. got to be a, a lot of excitement." I mean, week one—it's like after those two days, you're tired. I mean, you get out there, you get the first win, you get the first few wins under your belt, but now it's like, "Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again."
4: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Like you said, he said, "Our right, guys." You know, they enjoy each other. You know, we've got a tight-knit group. You know, and i got to say, too, and I'm sure you are excited about, you know, community support that we're getting. You know, we came in town last night. I think there were maybe 10-12 fire trucks that led us through town. You know, hundreds of people out of the streets cheering us on. You know, so, you know, great community support. And, you know, kids are loving it. This is exciting for everybody around.
2: Uh, well, Sam, and I'll, I'll go back to a play in the game last night. The opening drive, you guys go three and out. But you threw that bomb to Gregoire early. Now, it wasn't completed, but I thought that made missing understand that you guys would throw the ball whenever you had to. But when they took over and they run six and a half minutes off the clock, 16 plays, but you held them to a field goal. They didn't get in the end zone. I thought that was a big turning point early in in the game.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, we got a little worried there. and We were even talking to the staff that, you know, they were kind of doing what we didn't want them to do. You know, get that four yards, mm-hmm. five yards, six yards, you know, get that methodical drive going. You know, so like you mentioned, I thought the fact that, you know, I, I took that kind of as a win at the end of that drive mm-hmm. that we held them to that field goal, which, you know, I'm looking at it on the sidelines. They didn't think the thing was going to go in. They caught that edge and bounced in. I'm thinking, I hope okay. that's not a sign of things to come. But, you know, fortunately it wasn't.
2: Well, real quick. You know that every game we pick a player of the game. I have to tell you the toughest thing for Chaz and I and our good buddy Joey Shimo the last couple of weeks in your game was trying to decide a defensive player and a lineman of the game. It's very difficult because your kids' team tackle, your guys up front all do their jobs in the pit. Defensively, it's very difficult. To pick, and I think that is a tribute to your team play that that we have such a time. I mean, we got to pick somebody. Yeah. But if you would tell your kids from us, it it's heartwarming to see kids play together like that, and nobody looking for glory.
4: Oh uh, yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I'll definitely relay the message. But you know, one thing I think was one of my favorite defensive plays. You know, aside from that big fourth down stop where we had about three guys around the ball. Uh, you know, one time that, you know, their number five, was a great athlete, he kind of bounced outside, you know, broke, contained, you know, one or two guys missed a tackle, but before he knew it, we had six guys on the sidelines there to make the play. That's mm-hmm. uh, one of those things where, you know, you, you know years pass, or, you know, something like that would happen, he could break it off and go down the sidelines. As there are guys that like you mentioned are playing as units are flying through the football Like you said, I think it's one of those things where there's such a tight group that, you know, no one guy wants to let one of those other guys down. So, you know, they're playing for each other right
2: now. Yeah, and real quick before I let Eddie close you out here, uh, the other thing that I love about your team, Sam, the temperament of your kids is terrific. There was some – I'm going to say it because we talked to Joey and stuff. uh, There was some instant joy going on in that game from the other side, and uh, your kids kept their temperament – the whole game, they never let their emotions run wild, even in that last couple minutes, which I thought there probably should have been some flags thrown on the Spartans. Your kids didn't react to that stuff, and that's that's a tribute. That is a compliment to your coaching staff that you do not allow it.
4: No, that's so one thing we never tolerate. You know, I said, you know, I said our guys, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, every once in a while you have a situation, but we try to make sure that our guys, you know, play with cool heads, you know, and celebrate with one another, you know. I always say, hey, kids should go back and, you know, pat each other on the back and, you know, celebrate with one another. You know, let them do their thing. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing you try not to get caught up in. You know, our guys have been doing a great job of doing that. And, you know, nowadays, too, I say, you know, you want to make sure, the last thing we want is one of those guys, that, you know, you retaliate and be the second guy to get caught, and all of a sudden, you know, we're playing without a, you know, a key member of the team in the following week. So, you know, it's important that those guys keep their heads. In. Like you mentioned, our guys have been doing a great job of doing that throughout mm-hmm. the course of the year Especially in these playoffs.
0: Well, Sam, I'm sure you're getting prepared to take a trip to Williamsport, not to go bear hunting, but to go looking at <laughs> Wy- uh, Wyoming and Montoursville.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's had to be a good game. It's you know, interesting that, you know, the common opponent that, you know, we take that is obviously Southern Columbia, but it's tough to compare anybody to them right now. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how these two teams uh, pan out. You know, today at 1 o'clock. Well, so if we'll you watch the New it.
2: England Patriots, you pretty much <laughs> know what Southern Columbia is going to do.
4: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Like you said, he said, I that's the one common opponent that we, you know, we were looking. You know, you obviously got to max preps and start trying to compare apples and oranges. Sometimes it's stop when you get to this point of the
0: season. Well, Sam, congratulations on a big win last night. Way to knock off uh, why I'm missing. And good luck to you next week at a sight and time to be determined. Do you know if it's Friday or Saturday? you got to get uh, in the not, rotation. I'm
4: not sure yet. You know, I, uh, I heard rumors that it's going to be on a Saturday because that's when they run, you know, the following week. Oh. We'll, we'll find out. You know, I just kind of take it as it comes. We'll have to figure it out once we find out. It. And it's usually I knock on tomorrow morning. So we'll find out tomorrow morning and see what you see what the verdict is of you know, when and where and who. <laughs>
0: I, I know for a fact that you'll see our guys out there uh, next uh, Saturday, Friday, whenever it may be. So good luck, Sam, and keep it rolling. You're playing for the coal region.
4: Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Look forward to seeing you next week and hopefully talking next week at this time as well.
2: Yeah, very proud of you and your kids and your staff. Sam, thanks for sharing them with us. Hey, thanks a lot, guys.
0: There you go, Sam Bonner on the program this morning and uh, talking uh, energetic and ready to roll in the week number 15. It's either Wyoming or Montoursville at a sight and time to be determined next week. We'll come back. We'll wrap this show up here on WPPA Sports Saturday. It's AM 1360, 106 FM, and worldwide, radio.com.
3: Sands Ford of Pottsville is celebrating Black Friday all All month long. long. That's right. We're celebrating Black Friday now till the end of the month. With deals like these, they're too good to offer for only one day. Stop by and see for yourself Sands Ford's outstanding discounts. Combined with factory finance and lease specials on most new Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll You'll feel feel like like the holidays holidays are are already already here. here. Black Friday savings all month long at Sands Ford of Pottsville. Route 61 South. Online at SandsFordofPottsville.com where we make it easy. Rebate and finance specials not available on all models. Don't let your Thanksgiving dinner lay an egg. Shop at BG's Value Market, Myersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg. Now through Monday, November 25th, Butterball Fresh Turkeys, 188 per pound. All-natural Fresh Turkey Breasts, 298 per pound. Best yet boneless Whole Smoked Hams, 288 per pound. Store-baked 10-inch Fruit Pies, only $688. 12-pack of King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls, 348. Gelled or whole best yet cranberry sauce, 98 cents. Hanover sweet potatoes in syrup, 40 ounce can, just $1.98. Green Giant assorted veggies, corn, peas, or green beans, 68 cents. Russet gold or red potatoes, two five-pound bags, just $5. Two rolled Pillsbury pie crust, two Pottsville.
1: And translator, W290DP Pottsville.
3: Get ready for the toughest all-terrain tire ever, the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. Off-road traction? Got it. Better traction in snow? Got it. The TAKO2 is ready to take on any driving challenge you can dream up. And right now, CJ's Tire and Automotive has the lowest prices of the year on BF
0: Goodrich tires during their annual super sale. With thousands of tires in stock, free installation, even though no interest financing. You can't afford to wait. Sale ends December 2nd.
2: Better, faster, more affordable. CJ's Tire and Automotive Services.
3: Don't let your Thanksgiving dinner lay an egg. Shop at BG's Value Market, Myersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg. Now through Monday, November 25th, Butterball Fresh Turkeys, 188 per pound. All natural fresh turkey breasts, $298 per pound. Best yet boneless whole smoked hams, $288 per pound. Store baked 10 inch fruit pies, only $688. 12 pack of King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls, $3.48. Gelled or whole best yet cranberry sauce, $0.98. Cents. Hanover sweet potatoes in syrup, 40 ounce can, just $1.98. Green giant assorted veggies, corn, peas or green beans, $0.68. Cents. Russet gold or red potatoes, two five pound bags, just $5. Two rolled Pillsbury pie crust, $2.00 and Maxwell House coffee, $5.88. Bee Gees value Market where freshness, quality, and service are number one. In Minersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg, special Thanksgiving day hours, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Steve Jones, you're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday. Tune in later today and join Jack Ham and I for Nittany Line Football in your home for Penn State Sports AM 1360 and FM 106.
0: Right around 10:12 this morning, it's the Penn State preview, Nittany Line Tailgate Show at 10:30. Penn State Ohio State kickoff scheduled for 12 noon from Ohio Stadium. The horseshoe out at the Columbus. And boy, number two versus number nine, God only knows, a 19-point underdog, the Nittany Lions. And if I was a betting man, I'd probably take the points. These take the points. Games take the never... points.
2: I, No, they, they always seem to be close games and so on. And hopefully Penn State comes away with the victory. And uh, Because that would really ju- start to jumble things up even more when it comes down to the championship series at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, it would uh, really start to uh, send some shock waves through, right? Absolutely. nobody will know what's going on.
2: Absolutely,
0: but uh, we are uh, looking right now, John. We'll look at the uh, dis uh, the 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 state playoff uh, pitcher right now as things have start to shape up my friend, and uh, the semifinals in a single A are already set as uh, Bishop Guilfoyle will take on Lackawanna Trail. Uh, Lackawanna Trail uh, victorious over Muncie last night, 26-13. clariton on the western side had a bye. Farrell uh, beat Countersport last night, 28 to nothing. So it's clariton and Farrell going to take on uh, one another uh, uh, next week uh, in that western side of things. On the uh, double-A bracket, guess who won? Huh. Southern Columbia, 63-22 over Upper Dauphin.
2: Yeah, oh, they're, they're crazed up there that they only won by 41.
0: <laughs> Jim Jim's in trouble. Yeah. Richland Township <laughs> beat uh, Bishop McDevitt uh, 29-21. Wilmington beat Ridgeway Johns, uh, uh, Johnsonburg. Uh, forty-five twenty-seven. The District Seven Championship game today is uh Washington and Avonworth. Uh, that uh, is a, a matchup of two thirteen and old ball clubs. So Southern Columbia will take on Richland Township next week, and Wilmington will take on that winner of the Washington Avonworth uh, game. Uh, next week in that double-A bracket. In the 3-A bracket uh, today, uh, Montoursville will take on Wyoming area, uh, 12-1 and versus 11-1 uh, at 1 o'clock. That's at Williamsport High School. That winner will meet up with Tamako, who was victorious over Wyoming, missing 20-10. Central Valley had a bye. Bald Eagle area beat Sharon 21-20 last night. And uh, so now that, that sets up Montoursville versus Wyoming, uh, today, that winner goes to meet Tamaqua. Central Valley will take on Bald Eagle area. Foray a last night. Jersey Shore beat Pottsville in triple overtime, 42-35. Dallas beats Imhotep Charter, 43-36. in a game that was back and forth. Got a fantastic
2: win for that Dallas program. I'll tell you why.
0: Thomas Jefferson uh, victorious over uh, Erie Cathedral Prep, 28-13. The District 3 championship last night. Lampeter Strasburg beat Berks Catholic 35-21. Next week, it's Jersey Shore taking on Dallas. Uh, Dallas comes in undefeated at 14-0. Thomas Jefferson will take on Lampeter Strasburg. And Thomas Jefferson still unblemished on the season.
2: There are uh, going into last night. There were ten undefeated teams left in the state of Pennsylvania. Of course, why why I'm missing was one of those. But uh, hats off to Dallas. I mean, it's it's tough to beat a team that picks from. 7 million people.
0: (laughs) Class class 5A last night, uh, uh, the District 3 Championship, Cocalico Beach, Cedar Cliff, 45-7. The District 1 Championship, Sheltonham Knocked Off Academy Park, 43-42. The District 7 Championship today, uh, Peters uh, Township will take on Gateway and then uh, the quarterfinal uh, last night, uh, Archbishop Wood uh, beat uh, Southern Lehigh 41-7. to That sets up Colcalico versus Sheltonham. And then the winner of the Peters Township uh, Gateway uh, game will meet Archbishop Wood. So the big school now, 6A's, District 1 championship last night. Downingtown West, the 48-36 winner over Coatesville. Uh, then uh, you look at uh, the Friday scores Uh, last night uh, Central Dauphin they had a bye Uh, St. Joe's Prep uh, beat Nazareth 45 24 Pittsburgh Central Catholic beat State College 24 21 that sets up the semifinal of Downingtown West versus uh, Central Dauphin and St. Joe's Prep versus uh, Pittsburgh uh, Central Catholic in that 6A side of things yeah what
2: do a lot of those have in common I won't even go there but when we talk about (laughs) you love the Private, public. Charter, all that stuff. But, you know, and I.
0: Non boundary and boundary. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, but they have no boundaries, is correct. No morals sometimes. But I got to get it in because people will expect this of me. I want to send (laughs) something out, just a message to the PIAA. I'd like to have three questions for you. How do you get to this point of state playoffs and somebody gets a bye when everybody else is out there? Having their butt kicked or kicking butt. There's a buy at this point. Bizarre. Number two, PIAA. How does somebody qualify for any district play or with zero wins? Zero. And I think that comes down to the district. But zero wins qualifies you. And third is my favorite line, uh, PIAA. How is it that people who don't live in Pennsylvania can play in Pennsylvania? But let's, let's, let's change that rule at least. you got to live in this state, in like a real house, not, not uh, an R.D. P.O. box somewhere outside Philadelphia. Wow. So i got to get it out of my system because when you look at the teams that are playing, it is not a level playing field, and I would challenge anybody to have that argument with me. Wow. It
0: fires me up. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing sometimes when you go to these games and there's uh yeah, I mean, and I understand. Yeah, I mean, rental cars could come from all over the place. Somebody may have a, a, you <laughs> mean, a deer run into them as they are traveling about uh, uh, to different sporting events or something like that, and rental cars could come with different license plates from different states and whatnot and the like. At, uh, oh, you're kind. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, you look at that, but uh, you know, sometimes we go to these games and there's, you know, multiple cars from Maryland, uh, Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, obviously, New York. Uh, New York. It depends on what border
2: you're near it's <laughs> or quite, how
0: far the bus is run. Yeah, it's uh, kind of odd sometimes, <laughs> and you've got to scratch your head and uh, wonder, you know, I mean, how we let this happen. But, uh, I mean, these are adult decisions, you know, I mean, and it, it affects a kid's game.
2: That's correct, and very quickly, you have pronoun trouble. We didn't cause this. The PIAA and the legislature have to get off their butts and come up with some better rules.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean until that, I mean, and we have uh, uh, Doctor Lombardi on the program annually. He's a is a friend of the program, a friend of our radio station. I mean, can't be more complimentary mm-hmm. of the coverage we do for our local kids. And I agree. I mean, he, he's always, uh, I mean, very uh, nice and, and receptive. And I mean, he he tells it the way it is. I mean, he's like, listen, this isn't a PIAA. I mean, the legislature's got to make this decision. It's it's controlled by the legislature of Pennsylvania. And right now, to be honest with you, I'd rather Southbound 61 find funding <laughs> because that affects my everyday life. There you go. There
2: that you affects go. my
0: everyday life. And you've
2: got to be careful with those guys who talk very nice. Jeffrey Dahmer was a nice guy, and he ate people. So I, I don't go
0: by interviews on how nice people are. <laughs> Wow! No hold back on Powers here this morning. (laughs) Powers on plug comes to a close, (laughs) along with Sports Saturday today. we got to thank CACL Financial, uh, 1800 West Market Street here in the city of Pottsville. You can check them out online. They're open 24 hours a day at CACLFCU.org. Vote at the number one lending institution. How many times, John? Five. Time CACL, the Alabama of Finance. Wow, there you Yo. go. There you go. Five times voted the number one banking institution. If their members already know it, what are you waiting for? Stop by and check out CACL Financial. You won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. BG's Value Markets, they got all the savings for your Thanksgiving Day table. And if their turkeys were any fresher, they'd still be gobbling. Stop by, check them out. Four convenient locations for your holiday shopping needs. Jonestown, uh, Millersburg, Minersville, and Pine Grove. While you're there, pick up uh, Gears Dairy. The Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. The official hydrator of WPPA Sports Saturday. The eggnog back on the shelves. Enjoy some of that delicious, creamy... Eggnog. Put that on your holiday table this uh, season as uh, Gears Dairy, the full line of dairy products from whole milk to skim milk to the orange juice to pump up that vitamin C and the uh, delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. It's Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. St. Luke's University Health Network. Check them out. S L U H N. Dot org column one eight six six st luke's thank you to sam bonner thank you john powers fun day yes it was a fun day we're gonna switch gears it's the penn state preview right here on am 1360 106 fm and worldwide WPPA radio.com. have a great saturday